On this week's Patriot Nation podcast, we are just talking about life after Tom Brady. That's a scary thought, but that's that's what we're doing. So, anyways, uh, that's what we got. So, buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Pass. Wilson, quick throw, and it's As you listen to this, I'm just getting home from vacation, so we're recording this a little on the early side because I've been away all week, um, but we still wanted to get an episode out to you, so we said, you know what, let's record it a little bit early, and uh, and that way we'll give you some content, uh, you know, try to do it at least every week. I know we took the fourth off, but, you know, trying to try to get, get it out as much as we can. Yeah, I mean, you're a traveling man, man. It, it, it's nice to have summers off, isn't it? Now I get to sit in the office till freaking seven o'clock, get home at seven. So yeah, it's, you get the light at the end of the tunnel at the end of the year. I got no light at the oh, end. Of the tunnel. I'm struggling with that big time right now, bro. Oh, it's nice. It is nice. I mean, I'm not sure about that. I don't know why Alexa just responded to me, but but it is uh, it is nice. <laughs> And I'll t- I mean, I thought, listen, there are still like, spots open. Sounded like Nicole. I thought it was Nicole yelling at you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, That's my, uh, my, yeah, it is. Yep. I'm glad you said it, not me, because then she responded again. Um, <laughs> but uh, there are still teacher jobs open, man. If you, you know, you want some, you want one. Jeez. They're I might around, have to you hit know? you up. Might have to hit you up, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, let's let's get into this uh, this little conversation we've got going on here. Here's the deal, right? We're just here's what we're looking at, and I know we don't want to think about life after Tom Brady, but there is going to be life after Tom Brady. The Patriots are not going to fold. The NFL is not going to fold when Tom Brady retires. Let's, let's refreeze it before these people get up in arms right now. Let's let, let's get into like why we're talking about this, Pat. You're going to kill everybody. I am. You're right. You're right. So I just think I think it's interesting. It's interesting to look at how they're replacing Gronk. And what they're doing with Gronk, I think, can shed some light on on what they're doing, what their plans are to do with Brady. And they've already started their plan, plans with Brady. They really started it years ago by drafting these mid-round quarterbacks, right? I think the, the big thing with Gronk, and this is the thing that I think we all thought they're going to go after a big-name tight end. The Patriots look at it and said, how are we going to – we can't replace Gronk with another Gronk. There's one Gronk. That's it. So – why try to replace him with another guy like him? That's stupid. You're never going to find a guy as good as he is. So instead, beef up the rest of your offensive production and bring in some guys that can do some things reasonably well. And I think that that's, that's certainly what you saw them do this year. Absolutely. And like you said, he's irreplaceable, just like Tom Brady is going to be irre- irreplaceable. 
you know, and, and I was one of those guys that I thought they were going to attack a tight end. I think we talked about that, you know, kind of our pre-draft shows. We were expecting, you know, maybe we even saw, I think a lot of people had Noah fan if he fell or, you know, Irv Smith at 32 or even, you know, first round, first pick in the second round. But, you know, I think what you said, you know, they went after the taller guys drafting Nikhil Harry outside threat, brought in Demarius Thomas, big outside guy. Um, you know, Maurice Harris, if he makes a team, Dontrell Inman, if he makes a team, these bigger guys like we talked about before the show, you know, if you can get those guys and, and kind of fill a need, um, you know, kind of up the vertical seam, get a little physical on the outside, kind of like you use with Gronk, it might be able to not be able to have the same offense as you had, but, um, you know, not as dominant as it was with Gronk. But I mean, if you can get even half of that, you're in good shape. But like you said with Tom Brady, they've eased up. We saw towards the end of the year and in the playoffs, it was pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball, and make yeah. Tom throw when he needed to, save his arm when he needed to. Um, and, right. you know, I think that's what they're, you know, they're translating their offense to or transforming their offense to now. You know, obviously they drafted Damian Harris and Sonny Michelle, and, you know, two, two years in a row they've drafted running backs relatively high, which is very against Bill Belichick, especially when you have James White and, you know, Rex Burkhead, if he makes a team, Jeremy Hill, um, you know, so I, I think it's going to be one of those, you know, ground and pound type of offenses. And I think that's what you're going to see without Brady when, when Brady, you know, um, don't want to say it, but when he hangs him up. Right. No, absolutely. And I agree hundred percent there. And, and, you know, if you look at just what they've done quarterback wise, you know, you had Jimmy G in 2014 and I think they obviously liked him a lot, um, you know, clearly, right. Then they draft Brissett in the third round. Then they draft Etling in the seventh round. Then they draft um, uh, what's his face this year from uh, from Auburn. Um, that, thank you, Stidham this year. So you know, so they're attacking it with lower round guys. Just see if any of them stick, and if you hit on one of them, and you can and you can time it to the end of Brady's career, then great, you have the next quarterback. And if you don't, well, you haven't wasted any high round picks on a quarterback. And so I think that that's kind of the biggest thing that they're looking at is like, you know, don't try, don't do what the Colts did and wait for Peyton Manning to get hurt and then go two and 14 and get Andrew Luck the next year. See if you can hit on a guy later on in the draft. And if you can, great. But in the meantime, you're also going to build your roster, like you said, Transformate, trans, uh, transforming the offense into something a little bit different where you can run the ball effectively, where you have big-time wide receivers who can fight through traffic and catch passes. So maybe passes don't have to be 100% perfect. And so, you know, you, and you, you're, they're clearly building an elite defense again. And so if you look back to 01, and clearly the league is much different than it was in 01, you know, 01 to 04, that stretch there, they won with defense – and in 04 in particular, running the ball. And even in 01 and 03, maybe they didn't have a dominant running back, but they were running the ball 20 times a game. And so, you know, the NFL has changed. So I don't think you're going to see them run the ball 30 times a game. But if you can do it effectively and you build a great defensive line and you have a dominant defense, you can still win like that. If you have, you know, provided now, listen, you need the quarterback, right, to step up in the big moments, which Brady has always done. And so hopefully the next guy you bring in can do the same thing. But but I think that that's what you're seeing here. And again, there, you're kind of, and I know that's a long range plan, 
But right now you're seeing it with Gronk where they said, we're not spending a first round pick on a tight end. Now I believe that if a guy had dropped down, a guy that I had my eye on was like Chase Warren was the guy that I, that I was looking at that I thought they could go after because he was a lower round target. He was a guy that was going to be around in the third, fourth, fifth round, and they could spend a lower draft pick on a guy like that. And maybe he develops into a very good player. You know, I mean, I just think that they weren't wasting a top draft pick on him. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's where I think they're going. And I think that that's where they're going. I think all the signs point to them going in that direction with Brady. Yeah, and, and I actually take back that statement I said where Brady didn't throw a lot. I mean, he only threw the ball last year under 30 times twice. It was at that loss at Detroit, that dreadful game. He threw the ball oh, 26 yeah. times. Week 16 versus Buffalo, 24 times. And then in the playoffs, it was 44, 46, 36. So, um, right. you know, obviously, like, there's, there's, they still got Tom Brady. He can still sling it. But you know what I'm saying, you, you guys listening out there, how many high-stress throws does Tom Brady throw? You know, he's really not gunning the ball, putting a lot of stress and putting, you know, his body in those high-stress situations, you know, unless it's third down. I mean, he, he was right. money when they needed to in third down in the playoffs especially in the AFC title game when he just – it was him and Edelman were automatic. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think like I said, they're going to transform the offense, and that's why I think they're going to keep a lot of running backs on this team because I think there's going to be a lot of money and, and, and a, lot, a lot of carries for a lot of different guys. You know, I think yeah. um, Harris and Michelle might handle the ball, you know, running it, but, you know, you got White Burkhead out of the backfield, you know, a little, little stuff like that. Right. Well, and I agree with you. I mean, I think that that's really, and I, you know, training camp starts next week. And so it is going to be interesting to see, you know, what the team looks like out, to, out the gate. Now, obviously, you know, preseason games and all that stuff doesn't necessarily determine, but it is going to be interesting to see how those players can play. Um, but I think, I think here's the big thing, right? And, and you're right about the fact that the Patriots still threw the ball an, an awful lot because they should, because they have Tom Brady. But what they're trying to do is build a team where if you don't have Tom Brady, you can still be successful, right? If you have Tom Brady, sure, still throw it 35 times a game because you have Tom Brady. So him going back to throw a pass is probably a better play than you running the ball because it's Tom Brady. But when you don't have Tom Brady, then you can say, okay, we have a dominant running game. We have a dominant defense. We can win running the ball and defense as long as the quarterback doesn't screw it up. And then – if the quarterback makes some plays and is able to like make plays in big moments, now not only are we making the playoffs, we're we're competing for championships. And that's really, you know, you look at those 01 to 04 teams, those teams were dominant. And Brady wasn't, you know, wasn't the catalyst in 01 or wasn't like the, the centerpiece in 01, but he made the plays that needed to be made for them to win the Super Bowl. And that's what took that team from a great defense and a very good running game to Super Bowl champions because they had that the quarterback they had and the same thing in 03 and again in 04 as well. And so that's, you know, and obviously at that point, you know, by 04, Brady was really coming into his own and becoming a great player in his own right as well. But those first two Super Bowl seasons, he had great plays and he was he was a winner and it, but he he wasn't the Tom Brady that he is right now. And so I think that, you know, as he was building towards that, you have that great team around him. And I think that's what they're doing instead of saying, 
okay, when Brady retires, then we'll draft a quarterback. No, like prepare right now because you want to be ready to at least still be competitive without an elite quarterback. And and I, I totally agree with you. Like I said, they start that way and now they're kind of ending that way. And what's crazy too is and a little off topic, I guess we can go into this to kind of wrap up. I know we got a quick show for you guys this week, but I mean, Pat, they are stacked. They're stacked this year. I know they lost Gronk, and that's a big loss. But, I mean, yeah. look at it. You didn't have him, and you didn't have Gronk at his best. You had 70% Gronk the entire season. Made arguably two of the biggest catches, and you're going to have to replace that. You know, right. over Eric Berry, and then that, that big catch to set up the Michelle touchdown to win the game in the Super Bowl. But, I mean, look at them on defense. I mean, you got you got Jawan Bentley back, Christian Sam, um, Jawan Johnson. Uh, Duke Dawson, and then added on to the guys that, you know, Michael Bennett, the guys that they brought over. I, right. I can go on paper. They are stacked. And offensively, they'll be just fine. They always are. They always figure it out. They might have a little lull offensively, you know, the first couple weeks, which, you know, everyone will jump off a building just, just like, you know, they always do. But you know, I'm not going to say it. it's going to be like last year, but they, I mean, man, they, they are stacked. Well, I mean, that's, you said it perfectly. Look, they lose the two best free agents in the NFL this season were Trey Flowers and Trent Brown. They were the two biggest prizes in the, in the NFL. They both came from the Patriots. They both left the Patriots and they lost the greatest tight end in the history of the NFL. They lost all that. And you still look at this roster and say, and they, they might be better than last year. Good. It's they crazy. might be better it's, on paper. Yeah. And, and, they, and I think that's a legitimate argument. And look, they, you know, obviously no one knows it's going to happen and losing Gronk is going to hurt for sure. But they are equipped to handle that. And again, I think what they've done is interesting. They've turned their team instead of, you know, a, a, a seams team, right? Instead of Gronk's running the seam route and all the receivers are running kind of shorter routes, maybe we have one deep guy who can just run the deep ball down. Now they've turned into a big physical receiving core with tight ends that can block and occasionally catch the bat, occasionally catch a pass. And I think that that's really what you're looking for is you're saying, all right, now our outside receivers are dominant and you're going to have to stop them. If Josh Gordon comes back, which I assume he's going to at some point, he's a dominant force on the outside. If Demarius Thomas can return to what he was in Denver, he's a dominant force on the outside. If Nikhil Harry can play the way he's been playing, he's a dominant force on the outside. So you have all these guys and then you have Edelman in the middle. And then you have James Wright of the backfield and, you know, possibly um, uh, Rex Burkhead of the backfield. And then you have a guy like Ben Watson as your tight end, who is a solid tight end, can catch the pass and, 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 you know, and block as well. You're looking at it and saying, my goodness, like this team, this offense, and then forget, and then that's not, that's not even including the running game. So, you know, that's, that's really when you look at it and say what they're doing is so smart. And I think that, you know, again, it's a long range plan. But I think they're they're they have the same plan for Brady that they have that that they're running right now for Gronk, and of course we're going to see the outcome of it. You know how how much their offense is affected and whether or not what they're trying to do is going to be effective. But you have to at least respect the plan and say they're going into it with this plan in mind, not just saying we're drafting the best tight end possible and trying to throw him in there and he's going to be Gronk. It's just, that doesn't make sense. And it doesn't, and it'll never, ever happen, you know, like right. you said. And, and you know, Safarian Jenkins obviously got released. Watson is, is suspended four games. So, 
Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I think the only tight end they have on the active roster that's had some NFL playing time is uh, Matt Langle, Matt, right? It's, it's Matt Lacoste season, baby. Lacoste, that's right. What was I thinking? <laughs> Langle was here, though, Langle, right? Langle was here a few years back, yep. That's right. Okay, yeah. He was like the Northeastern, the last guy on the Northeastern football team or something, something like crazy that. Yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Matt Lacoste. And then Izzo. Izzo out of Florida State. And Ryan Izzo. got hurt last year. Yeah. Um, He's a he's yeah, a dark horse for me to make to make the roster. So, so I, mean, I think I, I, yeah. I remember watching him in college. They had a little Florida State documentary, and he was great. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they use their their tight ends this year. I, I mean, I would assume, you know, unless something crazy happens and someone comes out of the rough, they're going to see very limited targets. But I mean, look at the playmakers they have on offense. Nikhil Harry is going to get a shit ton of targets. Julian Edelman, you know, he's going to catch seven, eight balls a game. If you're a fantasy listener out there, I would go high on him in PPR leagues. Oh. Um, off topic, that'll come later later on, right. a little bit a little bit sure later, will. a couple weeks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, James White, playmaker, Sonny Michelle. I mean, these guys, I mean, they got some great players on offense, and I think they're going to be just fine. Just They're going to yeah. be just fine. It's going to be a little different, the offensive look. But I mean, you can. They might have a good enough defense to be able to win games 24-21 this year, like they did early in the in the in the you know the o one, the o three, the o four years. Agreed, agreed. And and look, you know, I think the big thing to, to for everyone to understand out there, we're not saying they're going to need to do that, right? They have Tom Brady still, so they can still put up a ton of points. But the rest of the team is good enough where if they had to win a game like that, they could. Whereas if you look back a few years ago, right, do you think that that team, you know, any of the teams in the last few years, maybe the 2014, but any of the teams in the last few years, could they win a game 17-14, right? And I think that this team, you look at it and say, they probably could. Running the hell out of the football, controlling the clock, and, and playing stifling defense, you could win a game with only scoring 17 points, you know, or only scoring 14 points. And so, you know, that's that's the type of team they have this year. And so, again, I think that that's just – it's a precursor for what we're going to be looking for. And, look, if you somehow strike gold twice, right, lightning strikes again, and you find the next Tom Brady or the next great quarterback, well, then fine. Then you can can start to tailor your offense around that guy again. But for now, when you don't know how much longer Brady's going to play for and you don't know how dominant he's going to be in the next few years – what they're doing is is genius, I think. And that's that's really, I think, what's setting them up. So, um, yeah, so that's what we got for you today. Um, we're crazy. not doing a three-minute drill today. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Like, it's it, just, it's, well, it's, it's crazy that football is this close, Pat. I mean, it's insane. Oh, I'm, actually, uh, I'm actually headed down. So cool. I mean, this was ironic, and I didn't even realize it. I uh, actually booked a flight to Nashville uh, two weeks ago about two weeks ago to this point. And um, I'm going from Thursday to Sunday with, you know, six of my buddies. And uh, it turns out the Pats are actually playing Tennessee on the, on the Saturday night that we're there. Uh, oh, we got that's a, so awesome, dude. Yeah. We got a, we got a flight Sunday morning at 6am too. So probably take it easy that night, probably hit the game. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pumped he's, to see it, you know, and, uh, and to Brady gets to play. Yeah. Oh yeah. We definitely are. They're, they're real cheap too. Obviously preseason that's awesome. down in Tennessee is a little bit different than up here. No, um, and dope. they're even pretty cheap up here too, so I can't even imagine yeah. how cheap they'll be down there. But I'm hoping Brady will will play because I mean they're they preseason game kind of gearing up towards you know your team. Yeah, two weeks away oh, he'll from definitely play. He'll yeah, definitely that's that's a good game to go to. Man. So 
Um, I'm interested to see it. It'll probably get a lot of a lot of starting players action. So that'll be fun. I know you went down there last year, and it's a blast. So great place, man. It's a great, great place. We'll have to talk off air about some places you can frequent when you go down there and stuff. There's some really good bar. I mean, I just I didn't even we didn't honestly we didn't even go out like drinking. We just went and ate. <laughs> we just we just ate tons of the barbecue. So there's I some might great be places drinking a that. little bit more than you, but I, I yeah I, probably I could use some good eats. I could use some good eats <laughs> along the way. Yeah, yep. So. All right, guys, that's all we got. We No three-minute drill this week. Uh, like I said, quick show. Uh, we're just getting in, getting out, uh, preparing you. And then next week, next week, we're going to be talking to you the day after the first practice of the season. And we got we got some good content coming up. Stay awake. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. We got some good ideas. And we'll definitely be down at Pat's camp. Um Definitely Pat will be down there a little bit more than yep. me because, you know, like gets the summers off, but we're definitely going to head down there together. We got some, uh, yeah. some fantasy football kinks we're trying to work out for the show. So stay yep. tuned. We're going to have yep. a, you know, this is our first year listeners with a, uh, starting off, you know, this early in the year, I think we started the show towards the end of the season or, or kind of the December area, November. So, uh, halfway right. to the end of the season ish. So yep. it's the first year we get to kind of have our own, you know, and, and it's great over here. We get our own little agenda. We can do what we want. And uh, we got some good ideas. So stay, stay tuned. And uh, well, obviously we always appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you after the first practice of the year. It's crazy. Football's coming, baby. I can't wait. I can't believe it. So excited. And listen, if you're heading down to camp, let us know. We'd love to meet up with you and just say hello and, you know, whatever, you know, just talk at, at, uh, at Pat's camp. Absolutely. You know, we always like to meet. Meet up we're with, fans uh, too. You know, with fellow we're, we're fans. We're fans. Right. We're fans. We're just Absolutely. like you guys. So. so, all right, guys, we will talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you next week when football is officially back.